Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I am Jules Holland. And I am Jim Moyer. Join us for Jules and Jim's Joyride. Joyride. Yes, Joyride. Motoring memories. Train travel trips. Things on boats. Air crashes. <laughs> Barrows and cycling moments. Sex on the back seat of a Datsun. Good day. Well, we're here today with a household name like Super Grip or Sanilav or Baxter's Cockaleaky Soup. Cockaleaky. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for making literally hundreds of people smile. <laughs> yes. My comedy partner, it's Bob Mortimer. Oh, marvellous. No, then, it's only me applauding, but... I, I... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's The nice Sanilax, do you mean the... the Sanilav. T- Sanilav, the, p- the pump system. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, you've got to be very careful what you put down now, Jules. Yeah, I am. I think it's great. It's great to that sort of household name is good, uh, very good. Are you, maybe we could get them to sponsor our podcast. Might what, be Sunny Lab? Yeah. Or Baxter's Cockaleaky Soup. I think Baxter's Cockaleaky Soup would be good. They don't they do a good sausage as well, I believe. What, Baxter's? Hmm. In a tin? I think so. I think they're noted for it. Mm. I always found Baxter soup, but you know, it had a bit slight premium price on it. Yeah, I assumed it? I would have to have a tablecloth if I was having Baxter soup <laughs> yeah. um, and a soup spoon rather than just straight out the can cold, which you'd have with the Heinz. Yeah, but I didn't think it, well, I didn't think it merited it. I didn't think much of it. What? found it quite a watery. What, which soup? Baxter soup. I found them quite watery. Really? Yeah, I thought, I'm sorry. But they're the prime soups. Well, I think what, you'd but be... Did you, you prefer Heinz? I much prefer... A lot of people do. The chick, Heinz chicken and tomato uh, axis is the, super... The Harrods do their own brand soup, do you think? I mm. No, they're probably uh, relabel Baxter's, because yeah. it seems to have... They're watery put, soup. Yeah. <laughs> Harrods well, watery we're, soup. We're, we're t- we're, the prime... Um, target of this conversation is about travelling and cars. So would you take a flask with soup? A thermos, yeah. Would you have a thermos? Um, last week I did, I and it was the Heinz. It was the Axe. No, it wasn't. I did the Heinz vegetable and the Heinz tomato on the banks of the River Tees. Silver, so silver flask, quite a stubby one. Flask. Did you have it in the car while you were driving? Yes, I did, in a, in a fishing bag. No, oh, but lovely. did you drink it in the car? No, I drank it on the riverbank. Yeah. That's bad of me, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice to have a flask with some with a hot. The, it was a tartan flask. Was a very popular tartan, flask. Wasn't yes, it? Tartan with flask, an unscrewable, yeah. unscrewable uh, cap to it with yeah. the uh, with the uh, plastic cup. That's the fella, yeah. And so when you have whatever, and it very cleverly manipulates the taste of whatever you're having in there into the into sort of a, a mesh mix between tea and coffee, even if it's soup. <laughs> it's true. Yes. So, so you were very lucky to to have that in there. I mean, marvelous that your your uh, fishing program. 
the Gonfi. I mean, what a lovely program that must be. But of course, we're talking about transport in the form of motoring, and we'll get on to some of your early journeys early on, but later on. But I mean, uh, in fishing, you have to have all the right equipment, which is yeah. my, which is my favourite bit about it: the basket yeah. and all the stuff. And the right sort of car. What's the best? Well, what's the best car for, for going fishing in? I've noticed most of the most of the proper fisher people mm. have that. Uh, well, a lot of them have. You know that Subaru Forester one? Yes, it's a good name. The and they keep it pretty mucky, but it's obviously a workhorse. That car. You see a lot of them with the um, the bailiffs and the gamekeeper type characters. Yes. Um, but you see an awful lot of Range Rovers, but, uh, land discoveries. In a in a saloon car, I go around in my saloon. Do you yeah. ever get trapped on muddy ground? Yeah, often. Do Do you know Ashness, Jim? Yeah, do you know that road up to Ashness. Yes. Went up to Watlandath, did a tyre on the way up, um, went down, got it replaced. But when you say what on off road or on road? It's on road, but um, it's got these rocks sticking out. It is one of the most beautiful roads available outside of the towns. Because um, I kind of like town roads, personally. Are you tempted to get something with the four-wheel drive now, though? Yeah, yeah, I think... Because was... I'm going to just I'm gonna throw this, because you spend a lot of your time <laughs> in your car. You drive everywhere, <laughs> don't you? Everywhere, yeah. Absolutely everywhere. And I I remember finding you once in a car park asleep <laughs> in the back seat. It's and true. that's you used, always used to have a pillow in your back seat. And do you still do that? Still kiss I've, in the back seat? Do you know, since me heart up, I don't do it. I reflect back on those days. And it, one of my afternoon terrible malaise was partly to do with me heart. But I had a, I had a place, the, the best place for a kip that I found. Quite hard to find somewhere, Jim. I mean, I found that car park near you and you come along. I was right. go, well, I was going for a power walk. And I thought, I recognise that car. And I looked at it back and, and, and Bob's in there f- fast asleep. Oh, lovely, lovely. With quite his, opposite. I believe with your thumb in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you change into pyjamas when you do this? Or are you, are you, are you, are you in your, your civilian clothes? I take my shoes off, Jim. Oh, yeah. I take my yeah, shoes off. Yeah. Blanket? No. Oh, yes, so I had a duvet in there, yeah. yeah nice. the tartan, tartan, tartan duvet? No, or just... big old soppy white one. Oh, lovely. You yeah. know, that I got a bit state wasn't suitable for home use anymore, <laughs> you know. But I found a place at the, um, near the Cineworld in Tunbridge Wells, which was perfection. They overdid it when they did the car park there. So the, there's a whole one third of the car park that's available. So you for just go to a far end of a car park. <laughs> yeah, never kept. What, just, is, what are the regs as far as that's concerned? I mean, sleeping in a car park. I think you can get two hours. I never right. did more, more yeah. than that. But what the um, re- did you say what are the regulations? Yes. So what is it illegal to sleep more than two hours in your car? In private car parks, they'll they'll put whatever they want up. Yeah, exactly. Two hours, well, six in, hours. in your own garage, you could go and sleep as long as you want in <laughs> no, your vehicle. Here. But if it's a public car park, I think you're limited to two hours, and aren't you? Roland River on used to live in his car, didn't he? Well, he used to live in anybody's car. It wasn't just his. <laughs> but it's a place of great comfort, a car, for me. Mm. You know, like, um, say you've had, you've had to walk out of the house of, because of a dispute, go and sit in the car. And do you remember as a kid sitting in the car, listening to the rain, yeah. hitting the tin roofs? I used, I, think- to, I used to sit in the car and pretend to drive on journeys. Yeah. Exactly. Hold the wheel and just pretend. And imagine having an imagine. I, I would imagine the whole journey out in front of me, changing gear and everything. Yeah. And then my uncle would come and say, "You just ruined my gearbox or whatever it is by <laughs> clunking it backwards and forth." I used to do that when I was a kid. I remember having a, um, it was the t- the top of a um, Quality Street tin, and yeah. you pretend that was the steering wheel. And then my dad got jealous and actually used it <laughs> instead of his steering wheel. But he, what, he it nailed on it on. Yeah, he MacGyvered the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But going back to sleeping in a vehicle, of course, the other advantage you have is the there'll have been more money spent on the research and development of the seat in your motor vehicle than probably yeah. your armchair at home. Yeah. So you've picked the right thing. But can you? But you're. Are you sleeping? Just going back to the sleeping in the car. Are you sleeping upright in like you would in a? Or are you are you lounging on the back seat? Because that's quite confined, isn't it? Unless you've got a very wide wide vehicle. I open up the sunroof. Yes. And stand and then lie, put the pillow on the roof. Well, put your legs out the sunroof. <laughs> no, no, that I is was always a back seat sleeper. Yeah. Always a back seat sleeper. Um, but you don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore because. Uh, is your boot still a, a trash mount? Absolute disgrace, Jim. Yeah, and it's like I like I, I I like car meats, Jules. You know, like that. You're talking sausage roll, Scotch egg. You know that yes. area. Pocket meat, car meat. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, like what I, I tend to get a build at what um, because I'm not meant to eat saturated fats. I get a Scotch egg. Yes. I take half the sausage meat off. Yeah. And throw that into the passenger seat. Is it called the air well? Uh, yeah, yeah, footwell. Footwell. Yes. The air well, where they keep the air. <laughs> yes, exactly. Keep the air and, and discarded bits of scotch keep egg. Scotch you egg have to well. lean down. Yes. <sighs> yeah, it yes. would be quite foul air down yeah. your air well, wouldn't it? And then I get a build-up of like half scotch egg exterior, you know, surface. Um yeah, I get a lot of lot of bad smells in my car because of food. The worst mm. smell I've ever had in a car was when I was in Iceland and I bought some dried fish and left it on the back seat overnight. And when I got in the next day, it, it was unbearable. I couldn't actually get in. Mm. That's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like to eat in a car. I'm pretty yeah. good at it. I'm yeah. pretty good at it. I know Not whilst it's in motion. You, go, you, stop, you stop the vehicle. Do you have mm. picnic tables? I, I have them in the back. Yeah. I never use them, but when I bought the car, I thought that is sweet. What a sweet extra. Yeah. Pick them. Never use them. Never is it legal to eat a sandwich while you're driving? Uh, if you're, I, I don't think, you know, I think you have to be the passenger because it's not illegal. It's illegal to speak on the phone, yeah. but you're allowed to speak to a passenger, which I think, and sometimes I think <laughs> it should, that should be illegal because there's a lot of people I don't want to talk to in the car. But can you eat a sandwich? If you're driving, I don't think you can. I think so you have to stop between each bite. I, have, I think if if a, if a if a policeman passes you and sees you sees the, and is of the opinion that you're not concentrating whilst you're eating your crisps, yeah, I think crisps they can pull you crisps over. Crisps is different. I think crisps you could have, but I think they draw the line at sandwich because with a sandwich, of course, you'd have the wicker basket and plates on your lap, which might interfere with your view, and you're operating the controls of a vehicle. I suppose with the crisp pack, we're all quite adept at putting them between our legs and just yeah doing them without looking. But you've got to look at a ham sandwich before you bite into it, haven't you? Well, I exactly. Don't know. I'm pretty good at not looking at sandwiches when I'm eating. <laughs> I kind of know where my mouth is. Yeah. And I, know I can I can guide the hand and sandwich to the mouth what? without looking at it. What about when you're opening? Because they're not <laughs> your easy. own mouth or the passengers. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't feed other. I don't no. feed my passengers. <laughs> I mean, in this program, we're pretty broad in our uh, in our tribute to transport, and uh, some people, you know, like have got cars, favourite roads and journeys, car coats, car foods, car meats. We've discovered from it, which is sure, yeah. which has been very good. Car clothes. Or would you wear a brown hat when you're driving? <laughs> I, I I wouldn't wear it when I'm driving. Really? That's weird, isn't it? Would you would you wear a hat? A cap, I always have a, a brown hat. A on bonnet the, on the seat, a seat today. A bonnet when I'm driving. A white bonnet's nice. You I go think. for a flat cap. A don't flat you? cap when I'm driving. I think, I, I, and it reminds me of a 1960s rally driver. Yeah. Why would you wear one? What a, a brown hat. 
Well, yeah, Toby. it's like uh, you're warm enough, aren't you, in the car? I suppose, yeah, but why would you wear driving gloves? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know? might wear rubber gloves. Yeah. That'd be like nice touch, wouldn't it? Pink ones. Yeah, pink ones. Also, you get lots of good purchase on the wheel. Shit, you would. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense having a pair of marigolds on instead of driving gloves. It yeah. is to be Checkered marigolds. And why it? is it on a driving glove that there's a, the, the circle of open air at the, on, the, <laughs> on the back of your hand? You've, you've got to let the back of the hand breathe, obviously. Well, yeah, because the cup full of holes as well, aren't Yeah, they? exactly, because you need to aerate the hand if it's, if it's concentrating on driving and grabbing hold of the, the gear stick. But it is a weakness mm. in the design, that big old gem. I think you're right yeah. to query it. Yeah. Because it, it made the, the, the press stud bit yes. very thin and that would yeah. get very loose. And and had a propensity to break yeah. in an emergency situation which you can't afford. <laughs> you go bang into a lorry and your glove flies out the yeah. window. Yeah. Oh with a glove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you might want to try it, um driving gloves and a hat. Yeah. When oh, you're well, when you're next to sleep in the car. <laughs> I'd see it because the biggest problem with car sleep is is light. Oh, you yeah. know. So I used to have um, I had like a snood that I put over me um, head, but you could use a hat, couldn't you? Hang on, a snood. You don't. You so you could have been mistaken in the car park for the victim of a gangland slaying. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. They would be. So look, there's a there's a, there's a pint sized patient <laughs> asleep on the, on the back seat. It looks like he might have been up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> put his shoes off. <laughs> put his shoes on the roof. <laughs> you, we could like in a, like put like a hotel. Put your shoes outside in the, in the hope that if 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 Jim well, and I were walking past, we give him a clean for you. <laughs> we know he's just like his shoes are at the back door. <laughs> How about any other um, methods of transport? Because, as I say, we're pretty broad-minded. You know, some people like uh, shipping and uh, boats yeah. uh, and um, others are aeroplanes, uh, you know, ballooning. There's a lot of different methods of transport. I mean, in, in the fishing programme, you, you don't really get into boats so much, do you? We go out on lakes and the seas, uh, on the sea in little fishing boats, but I get terrible seasickness, mm. so um, they're my least favourite days. I saw a ship going into Teesport the other day. And to pass the time, I did what I would imagine a, a spotter would do, because you can watch its route where it's come from. Yes, the ship and its finder. cargo and yeah, exactly. where it's registered and that. But by the time I'd got, after I'd got that information, I felt quite empty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think it had taken me anywhere. Really, you know. Yeah. So you've got couldn't... that app, haven't you, where you can see what's on a ship. I, I I did for that moment. And you've I... got it, haven't you? Yeah, ship You showed finder. it to me, and I was very intrigued because there was... Um, a container full of shoes that was, <laughs> yeah. that was going by. And I, was, I found myself trying to count the amount of shoes. Yeah. And, and it's billions. But, yeah, but it was. But, but I think Bob's got a point. If it's a bit like if you. It's a bit like spying on your neighbours. You know, you just feel a bit empty by the end of it. Mm. Well, maybe I've all with that app then. Yeah. I used to have a ship. You, did you come on my ship? I once? did, yeah. And you had a skipper's hat. And it had a lovely circular seating arrangement down below. Yeah. Well, people, I used to, yeah, because it was moored on the Medway and I used to try and get people to come and um, sail with me. But everyone was quite terrified of leaving the dock Yeah. and, and treat it pretty much like a floating pub. It's the truth, isn't it? And they'd come down, uh, you could come down, sleep on it and drink endless tins of lager, which kind of defeated the the point of having a ship. What were you hoping for? Sort of a, a, a crew dressed as in like sort of eighteenth century sort of um, man of war type of thing, and, and all, obeying your that, yeah. obeying your commands. Yeah, 
pretty much because I had all the maps, the charts. You did have maps, yeah. charts, and, and, and a compass from Woolies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the lot and, and fancy sextant. Did you have a sextant? I tried to um, marry people on it because I could have married someone on it because yeah. I was a captain, so I was leaving. and bury people presumably at sea. Throw them overboard. Yeah, yeah. If you want, <laughs> if your relatives chucking overboard, yeah. send them out on a trip with me. I tell you, a good um, transport sleep. When we had Jim, do you remember when we took the sleeper down to the south of France? Yes. Now I was going to mention it because we went on our motorbikes to um, oh yes Christian Dior's chateau. Yeah. And we went on B roads all the way down. It was great, wasn't it? And then took a train back. We took a train back, and we were in like a sleeper. There was just us two in a sleeper thing, and I don't know why it was Jim, but do you remember we we decided to get drunk. It would be the way, but we could. They would only give us one. You know, the French lager bottles are tiny. You yes. Know the little, you had to order one. You wouldn't. You could only order one at a time. Oh. And do you remember, Jim? Well, how are you going to? Yes, how that's right. Because we had about drinking. forty bottles. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's only a third of a pint or something. But that was a nice trip. And we uh, started off. Went to Chartres, and stopped in a hotel there, and and ordered from the menu the uh, the first thing that came up on the menu. It was the first thing we recognised. We pointed at, and it, it was we? about fourteen courses. Yeah. And then we were thinking, God, there can't be anything else. And then a fish would turn up. And then a, a half a <laughs> lamb. It was extra. I thought I was going to die. What was Jules is like, it was a very French place, the, the menu. And we spotted a dish that we recognised. I don't say it said birth. So we said, ah, that. Yeah, we pointed yeah, we that. Know, yeah. But we were pointing at the menu gastronomique. Oh, yeah. yes. And, uh, With a company in wine, sir. Oh, no, we had pudding. Oh, yeah. Well, the wine was, uh, the wine, the wine, list was like a bible it was very thick and i said well what's local and they said this one here and it was a pudding wine which was so sweet no one could have they could drink that yeah we did yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like like the beer on the on the train <laughs> lots of it <laughs> and then the next night we stopped at leon and had a hot dog is that what we had hot dog yeah because we couldn't find anywhere decent to go and eat so we ended up um, and we did actually go on a a, a huge diversion to go to Orcs on Provence. Which was very nice. To get, because there was a very good seafood restaurant there, and they wouldn't allow us in because we were bikers. That's right. We were wearing leathers and had helmets, so they wouldn't let us in. Well, there's a bit of that, so there's a, a, a sad note. But the point is that we were in the Gentleman's Motorcycle Club. Yeah, we so were. So we formed a club um, called the Gentleman's Motorcycle Club. But it, what and what's fantastic about this particular trip is I think it's the only time any, anybody went anywhere because I think we once went to the pub yeah, and maybe maybe you once went and got us fish and chips and came back here with them. Yeah, I, I definitely remember we went to the pub by the Thames. That's right. Yeah. That was yeah. a big event, and we'd made a yeah. note of that. Yeah, dressed up nice. Yes, properly leathers and everything. Yeah, but and do you remember any of the rules? Well, it's annoying because I've so annoyingly had the book. I might bring it in, and even on a week you're not here, just read them out because there's well, some I superb can remember rules. Two. Yes, because it was originally it was based on the Hell's Angels. Um, uh, trials, yeah. if you like, which was, I think, bite the head off a chicken. But we had uh, each member must present the other member with his roast chicken dinner. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was much more gentlemanly. Yeah. yeah, and also when you pass the lady, you have to take your helmet <laughs> take off. Helmet yeah. off yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think our motto was care, courtesy, and concentration. That is correct. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The three C's of motoring. <laughs> and you're right. We didn't actually do anything. Well, no. we, we but it, but we had rules. We had a trip. 
I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, and lots that's of people wanted to join, but we wouldn't let them. Wouldn't let, wouldn't no. let anyone. No. There's no gentleman left, is there? No, exactly. <laughs> and you used to, what was it? You, you, had, you had a Velocet, didn't you? No, Velocet Venom, lovely, yeah. Yeah. Have you still got it? I haven't actually, no. I did love I loved it, but I just wasn't really using it. Do you do still motorcycle? Bob? I don't know. You don't bought motorcycle, do you? I do, yeah. But hardly. Mm. What I do is I keep them in the garage with flat tyres. Yeah. So I, I don't really. When you you, when you, you had you... an aerial leader. Yes. Have you still got that? No, that's gone. What a great name, an aerial yeah, leader. I liked it. It was like a little ice cream van yeah. as a motorcycle. And you know, in um, the Leather Boys, they all decided to have a, a trip up to um, Edinburgh and back in a, a race. A race to, to yeah. Edinburgh and back. And I think Johnny Briggs had an aerial leader. And everyone who saw that film said, that's not going to get that. That won't even get <laughs> yeah. to the, the circular. Yeah, exactly. But of course, in that film, Leather Boys, I met uh, dear Rita Tushingham. She right. came to the studio to do a radio program and she told me, this isn't particularly sort of hilariously funny, but an interesting little aside for anybody who's seen the Leather Boys, which is a British motorcycling film mm. with the mods and the rockers and that, or the rockers, that they, when they first got it, there was an American director who'd written it and they had the script and it was all things like, hey, daddy I'll race you up the bypass past the busy bee calf and then we'll mm. get and, and it, she said the language was nothing like the language that was going to be used mm. by the youth living around the north circular at london at the time and they turned around to me and said well this isn't the sort of thing he said so he said well what would you say she, so they sort of made a bit up so he said right from then on you're going to do that you're just going to improvise the whole film i'll just give you like a mike lee i'll just give you the settings and, and so that whole film is improvised hard oh, to right. believe now and it is a and it's a it's a gay classic as well is it worth watching I think I have seen I it. love it. It's one of my favourite films. Yeah. Oh, right. There's a lot that's wrong with it, but there's more that's very yeah. right. And of course, it has that thing where it's nice to look at. Even if the script's rubbish, it doesn't matter because it's nice to look at, isn't it? It's nice yeah. motorbikes and mm. cafes and things. Yeah. We, then we went on a, a, a doomed motorcycle trip in oh, California in 92. When oh, we got there, hired a couple of... What did we get? We didn't want to get... Um, we were kind of anti-Harley. Yeah. So we got something that looked like Harleys, but weren't. Kawasaki's or something. And it start, then it started. We did go for a ride around. We went to a science park. Did we? Yeah. And then you absolutely, I'd been reading a book about the Bloods and the Crips and the gangs in, in Los Angeles. And we made a mistake. We did a wrong turn and ended up in the middle of Compton. That, I do remember that, actually. And yeah. a big van turned up next to us at the lights and a, and a fella pointed a gun at us through the window and really? said, get out of here. Well, so we, we, we'll just wait for the lights to turn and we're off. <laughs> Already revealing your credentials as, as law-abiding citizens because you were waiting for the lights. Yeah, and you, you were very casual about the whole thing because I'd read this book and I was terrified. But we didn't actually go anywhere because it started raining and it was the floods of 92. Yeah. And we stayed in a house in Laurel Canyon for three weeks with our motorcycles parked outside. Parked yeah. outside. We were going to cross the west to east coast on oh. our motorcycles. When we returned them to the higher place, I think we'd done 19 miles. <laughs> I think we had, yeah. We went to a science park. I can't, did we see a very old fish? <laughs> <laughs> to something about a coelacanth or something? Oh, probably. Maybe? Sounds about right. I know that I've got very uh, keen memories of that science park because I had a chili dog which went right through me and I immediately hurtled towards the toilets and they didn't have any doors on them. Yeah. So I had to sit there in anguish. With people looking at you. With everyone having a look. 
sweating. I once went to, a, it was in a squeeze, we were playing in a club in Texas in like 19, sort of, I don't know, when, when we were first down to 1903, yeah. Um, and uh, I think it was called Kane's Ballroom and it had been a famous, I think, I'm sure it was in Texas or was it in... Was it in Tucson? I'm trying to remember. Anyway, it was right out in the sort of middle of nowhere, and they had lots of sort of dances in the 1940s. But the but the uh, gentleman's lavatory area where you went in for the club, I don't think there was one in the dressing room, so you had to go to the one in the club. There was all of the urinals lined up like there would be, and then where you'd like have all the cubicles with the uh, what would how would we describe them? The sit upon yeah. areas for the gentleman. Yeah. Um, they had all of the sit upon areas, but uh, but no cubicles and no walls. So there would just be a bloke sort of mm. sitting there, uh, <laughs> having a big crap. Hi, hi, right there, just having a yeah, very, very mm. odd. I thought. No, I'm not sure I agree with that. I didn't really agree with it. I didn't like to. Say, I didn't like to voice any criticism in case I was thought of as an English ninny. But I do think that a lot. Of, you don't have to be a ninny not to think that's much of an no, idea. No, I mean do you? That, we, we've come a long, a long, a long way since that's what you used to get on the old London Bridge, a plank with holes in it. You what, you what, what in the medieval period? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've moved on, haven't we? Yeah. We've moved on. We've got. We can afford cubicles in our lives. Yes. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'd just like to go on to another subject, if I may, for a moment. It just diverts slightly away from transport, but it's just been something that's on my mind because... We had uh, Jarvis Cocker was in here the other week in the studio doing a, the um, television program. Worst driver talk. I've ever seen. I thought he looks like a bad driver. Oh, outrageous! I followed him once near me where on through the streets. Uh, in his uh, Hillman Imp. He was in some big white Mercedes, like a sort of sixties oh, one. Whoa, he was bad. Well, give us some examples of his of his fragrant uh, techniques. Just, just uh, he was just Mister Wavy. He's just off the road all the time, back on. You know when you think someone's drunk. Yeah, he wasn't drunk, um, and that's how he drove. He this- I've been in a car. He puts his foot on the accelerator and then lets it off, so it goes fast, slow, <laughs> fast. So you're just constantly bumping your head on the windscreen and then back and then. Yeah. Well, yeah, and laughing your head off at his techniques. He doesn't look like a driver, though, does he? No. Right, no. no. No, he's just got not got... He's like, you know, you look at Lewis Hamilton, yes, driver. Yeah. Then you look at Jarvis Cock, you think, no, he's, he's yeah. marvellous at loads of things. But of you course, can't be, yeah. And you can't be good at everything. You, can. you know, look at us. 
Um, when I was sitting, I was just thinking about this because I didn't want to talk to him about it because I, I know he's, he's sort of sort of a bit sick of it. But when I was sitting next to him at the Brits, when yeah. he suddenly spr- and I was sort of half midway conversation, he suddenly sprung up and when Michael Jackson was on stage doing this big sort of rather, I mean, it was a bit pompous really, and yeah. all these children sort of lying yeah. around on the floor <coughs> when he was up on the crane looking like sort of. Anyway, but then he got bundled off, and somebody told me that the, all the vast Michael Jackson entourage bundled him off and took him down the police station and said, well, we want him arrested for being dangerous and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And he chose as his legal representation, you. It's Well, I mean, something akin to that did happen. What they, they, what they did, they did bundle him off, you know, like um, men in black type looking people with yes. the suits and all that. But they put him in um, a dressing room, which were porter cabins round the back and surrounded that. And then I, I wasn't... Um, I think me and Jim, we weren't watching when we were. I think we were drinking somewhere or something. Well, I wasn't. I was, in the hall. I was supposed to do it with because Jarvis and I came up with the plan to display our rotundas, <laughs> at, uh, and I got lost like in Spinal Tap round the back, and he got on, and he did it, and then he had seventeen people as legal representation. Michael Jackson did, and you were you looked very terrified when you came out. Well, it was. It, I just someone just came up to me and said that um, something's happened to Jarvis. They've arrested him, and he's in this dressing room. So I went over, and it was just uh, these American sort of um, FBI-looking characters, and there was a policeman there, and I just took it on, upon myself to say I'm Jarvis's solicitor, and I want to go and see him, and these people won't let me in. And this was female copper. She did. She did that. She got me in there. Say hello to him, and I don't know what I, I had no idea what he'd done. I, no idea. I was all sorts going through my mind. What has he done? And I said, "What?" I said, "What have you done, Jarvis?" And he said, I "Showed me bottomed Michael Jackson." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then it, they, they was, the, the police were nice because they, they the, the police really resented the way he was being treated by the, the Jackson's lot. They did so, take him to the police station. They did. We, we went and picked him up and. Yeah, for his victory dance. And he came out and he got in the car and he said, he said, oh, that was great. He says, because um, I got this new camera from from, <laughs> from Japan and it is the first, one of the first digital cameras. And he took a picture of the toilet in the cell <laughs> and shows it to us. No, the coppers were nice though. And they, they said, look, um, they said to me, um, will you let us arrest him? Because that means we can take him out of here and we promise we'll just release him immediately just can we just get him out of here so yeah that that's what happened and then we went back to some hotel in the middle of london and liam gallagher was there jim yeah and um liam gallagher's uh sudden he announced he wanted um to arm wrestle jim he sat there with patsy <laughs> and he did he said he, he, to prove um he said, he said, he says, yeah, you've got, you've got it laid on a plate. Yeah, he says, I'm working class. I come from right down there. And uh, he says, we'll prove who's the best by having an arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. So, but of course, but did Jim, he realise you just, you just come from saving jobs? <laughs> but well, I, I suppose I've been always a gym. You had little babies at the time, didn't you? You developed a very powerful arm. <laughs> well, I think, I think anyway, I don't think you needed that. So Jim just slammed um, Liam's arm down on the table. And do you remember, he flounced off and shouted at Patsy Kensit, right, that's it, Patsy, Patsy, we're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother, Noel, then said, do you want me to fill him in for you? <laughs> I said, that's no, all right. I think you've proved, I've proved my point. <laughs> 
thank you so much for joining us this week. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Sony Discman, Dairy Lee Lunchables, Top Deck Lager Flavoured Drink and Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> I think probably finally, I, I'm going to ask you this. You were, you worked on the bins. Now, that's a form of transport. It is a form, yeah. Oh, and and I, uh, refuse, re- refuse uh, collection vehicles. Yeah. It's very collectible. And I loved loved those days, yeah. And there was... Um, How long did you do it for? It was when you left school, wasn't it? I did it, I did it as a summer holiday, you know, as a summer job. And then when I went back to Middlesbrough after university, I got in again and just... I think I stayed in for maybe not quite a year, like 10 months, something like that. But I loved it. It was job and finish, which you don't get anymore. How do you mean? Job and finish. It's like, um, say we had, I don't know, I can't remember, it was a thousand bins to empty. If you can empty them by 10 in the morning, that's it. Go on. Very good. You know, it was a great incentive, you know. and um, Get it I, done. I don't think we ever finished after about midday. Did you have a donkey jacket? We were given a donkey jacket, yeah. But um, in those days, the, the the bins were the metal bins, not aluminium. They they were coming in, but I don't know what they were made of. There was this very dull metal, yeah. and the bottom would rust so that they leaked. And the idea of the donkey jacket was was put the bin on your shoulder. You know, they had the shoulder bit there. That was to protect you from the bin juice. Yes, coming out. So it's kind of getting the inside the of the bin juice. <laughs> Didn't know about bin juice. Very nice. nice. Yeah. I'd like to launch a perfume called bin juice. <laughs> <laughs> And but they, they were kind of like a felt material, and the bin juice didn't behave and just stick to the mm. this bit, this sort of like plasticky faux leather bit. And then um, the donkey jacket would re it, it, two days in the donkey jacket was unusable because of the stench. Yes, well, well, certainly in the summer, but. And I mean, speaking as a, as a, I'm a um, I had a friend who was a dustman, but I never really, what I always really wanted to ask him was what do we do, uh, as Jim and I do, and you know, because the dustman come around and you want to show your appreciation. You want to be one of the people that the dustman go away and they go, eat where we like them, they're a nice bloke. Well, what, what, do, what do you do to, but, but we wouldn't know that. What do you do to be the, to do the right thing? What would we do, be doing to do the wrong thing? I mean, uh, bins have changed a bit now because they don't pour them in. Mm. They mechanically go up, don't they? But, yeah. Um, the, the main thing was it was an absolute joy um, whenever someone... You can get bin powder to make your bin smell fragrant. Oh. <laughs> you can't, you know, and a lot of... Are we talking pa- about in the olden days? I mean, yes, I'm going right back. And um, some, especially... You mean talcum powder? Yeah, kind of bin talc. Yeah. And, um, the, you know, you really appreciated it. You know, you know at yeah. least not another stinking bin. So you'd appreciate it when there was, oh, this is a nice talky one. Yeah. And I mean, the main <laughs> These thing- must be nice people. They've tapped the bin. Do you, um, do you leave a gift out at Christmas for the bin men? No, I don't. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I have done, but I haven't recently. I feel really bad about it. I think it's one of the best gifts you can it, give. It is. Do you, Jules? I mean, do you it's a terrific a- gift. Yes, I do. How much do you leave them? Um, twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you can guarantee good service from that. Then. I'll leave them twenty quid. So and the, and see I, the and six I, on I, a crew. You, you can see the smile because I, I look around the corner. And I can see the smile on the face. Yeah, faces and uh, and then I often wonder what happens after that. Do they pocket it? You sh- you Christ- spread it out, you the know, Christmas was a big share out. Big share out on the. Um, at yeah, it would day, be unthinkable, it? presumably, for one person to trouser that if they got a tip. I think Archie, the uh, driver, maybe did take a little bit more because he was boss. He mm. was boss. He was a good one. He was like um, grey, silvery hair with the quiff, 
Oh yeah. You know that nice. work, but then the baldness. Yeah. At the best, nice. a beautiful look. It works from the front, but yes. no, no yeah. other angle. Oh, lovely with gels. Yeah, and you have beautiful like French blue cotton, well worn in. Not not the boiler suit, you know, the jacket and the yes. trousers. Um, big brown obnail boots. Oh. He loved the business. That's yellow hand look, from it? yellow hand from smoke. It just smoke. Smoker's finger. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, lovely. What did he smoke? I think he was Rollies. Yeah. It's a good look, though, the bin man. Isn't it? And what about the little uh, skull cap, the little black hat? <laughs> Did you, I, I, I don't know if I had one of them. Dirty dirty jeans, hobnail boots, donkey jacket. Yeah. Now you're talking, really. Yeah. Do you remember the, uh, our friend Josh, who was in Procol Harum? Oh, yeah. 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 And he told us this. He said, uh, my old man's a dustman. You can apply those lyrics to, night, is it Nights in White Satin? Nights in White Satin? Um uh, and I, thought, it, well, I thought it was, it was a lighter shade of pale. Whiter shade of pale. And if you sing uh, Whiter shade of pale with the lyrics from My Old Man's Adjustment, they fit absolutely perfectly. And it is a, it's a big, fun thing to do. Yeah. My Old Man's Adjustment. He wears a dustman's hat. He wears gold blimey <laughs> trousers. And he lives in a council flat. And it absolutely ties Unbelievable. in perfectly. Unbelievable. Well, thank you so much, Bob, for your attention for and your kind appliances. <laughs> yes, it's been wonderful having you here today, joining us and sharing your some of your tr- transport uh, memories and also learning, as a lot of the listeners and myself have done, about the benefits of car sleeping. So thank you Thanks for having uh, us. so much. And uh, we'd like to thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. There goes Bob Mortimer. What a marvellous fellow! On his uh, on his way back, who's riding a, on a horse and cart. And do you think he'll do you think he'll be having a sleep in on in his car on the way back? I would imagine he'll stop off on a couple of occasions into a lay-by, sort of around the Crawley area. You'll yeah. Probably find him well, he's got a ther- he's got a thermos, and because you want to hit the thermos in, in in within the optimum time range, you've only got a certain amount of time, then the thermos goes off, doesn't it? Exactly. Anyway, thanks to him for joining us. And if you've got any reviews or remarks you'd like to make, then write them on the back of a cornflakes packet and send them with a £10 note to uh, some charity. Thank you. (laughs) Have you got a motoring-related song there? I most certainly ain't. My old man says follow the vein Ain't a dilly dally born away Oft went the vein with me own pegs in it I will be on with me old cup lady But I did ain't dallied Dallied and dilly Lost me way and don't know where to love And you can't trust a special like an old time couple when you can't find hell way home Ta-da. Hey 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 